Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. And no, we ain't going to take it. And this is Ragtag Radio coming to you live from everywhere, anywhere, and somewhere. Now, tonight we are originally going to talk about the power grid and the susceptibility of the power grid, which we are going to do, uh, just not the full episode, because there are some other things that need to be addressed. And we are, after all, a political show, and... Whereas we do more than just politics, as you've heard us yap on about for weeks on end now, there are times that we have to talk politics, and tonight's going to be one of those nights. And for those of you that are under a rock somewhere, you heard a bunch of drums today, and they kept getting louder and louder, and they were getting louder. And then you heard dancing and chanting. And mainly that was coming from MSNBC, CBS, NBC, Washington Post, and the New York Times. But it gets louder and louder. And it kind of reminded me of a powwow. When the Native Americans get together and they're about to go to war, and they beat the drums of war. Well, today, with the releasing of questions, we have begun to hear the drums of impeachment. And that list of questions that was released today is exactly that a precursor to the articles of impeachment that Democrats somehow think they're going to be able to do. Number one, the President of the United States uh, can be subpoenaed, but the top law enforcement agency in the country defends him, and the Supreme Court is never going to allow a sitting president to be deposed with those questions. It's not going to happen. And some of those questions are, are, are set-up questions. Okay? If you've ever been in a legal proceeding, your attorney that you pay lots of money to will tell you. Answer yes or no, and that's it. And this is why. Because these questions right here, when you go on fishing expeditions and they allow you to, when you allow the prosecutor to ask fishing questions, you give them control, and they have the moral high ground, sometimes the immoral high ground. And that's what these questions are. These are setups. So the president would be wise not to answer these questions uh, because none of these questions have anything to do with Russian collusion. Uh, Somebody's opinion of 
how something's going to go or somebody's opinion of a person when they take office, that's none of their business. You know, what his opinion or his issues are with Attorney General Sessions, well, it's his Attorney General. And I promise you, not all of us get along together all the time, even on the same side of things. And so the president would be wise to steer clear of the impeachment drum. Now, let's, um, and for those of you that want to want to talk, well, I have decided and have spoken it over with the others that, that helped put this program together. We're going to do a free-for-all where people can express any opinion they want, whether we agree with it as ragtag or not, without impediment. And so that's that. Now, I will go ahead and clear the air on another issue. On political straight talk, if we're discussing an issue and I cut you off, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just that we are not talking about the particular direction that you're going to go, and we'll come back to it. So just an FYI. Now, going to the next topic. There are two big races in the country if you are following the November uh, change-up of how the House is going to go and how the Senate's going to go. Um, I'm going to give you some, some details that came out today. First off, the most nasty race in the country is the Republican senatorial primary in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And evidently, a couple of conversations between two candidates um, have went public. One was outside of a bathroom, which was in the newspaper today, but another one uh, that these two gentlemen had, both of them, well, one of them, thinking this was a completely private and open moment between these two gentlemen, um, had some things to say about his family and some stuff going on, and that was made public. And to me, I, I, to be honest, I don't know nothing about these two guys uh, other than one gentleman chose to reveal a private conversation that revealed... Um, some intimate details about his family that he shared with a fellow Republican who chose to go public with that crap. And another one is a comment made outside of the bathroom of one was confronting the other about some lies, and he made the statement allegedly that in politics that's how it goes. So first of all, let's address that. And let's put it like this. Any Republican, Democrats, we expect that out of. Rhinos, we expect that out of. But any Republican that is a true constitutional Republican uh, shall adhere to President Reagan's 11th commandment, which says, thou shalt speak ill, not speak ill, of a fellow Republican. And to pull those shenanigans uh, by this gentleman, number one, tells me that He's afraid he's going to lose. And by the way, the GOP has not done any polling on that senatorial race, internally or otherwise. Uh, but it is the nastiest, the nastiest of races uh, in the country right now. Another race that everybody's watching, not so much because they don't know who's going to win it, because it's a pretty foregone conclusion. It's going to be the Republican. It's just a matter of by how much, and that's the West Virginia 
Grace, yeah. there's a debate going on tonight. There's a three-way debate between three candidates. Two are being backed by Republican factions. One is being backed by Democratic factions wow. uh, because they feel that he is the weakest of the three and their strongest possibility to hold that seat. Um, in that race, one of the problems I have with this race, as many of you know, um, you know, I'm representing Ragtag tonight, but as many of you are aware, personally, I believe that any entity, whether it be an, a corporation, because it's an, it's an individual in the eyes of the law, or a person, should be able to give as much money as they want to any candidate they want. End of discussion. However, when a party that stands on its own core chooses to cross over just because they feel like they can win by going up against this person, that is unethical, and I do not believe it's right, and I don't think anybody that's been in politics more than five minutes on the Republican side, anyway, would think that's right. And this gentleman ought to denounce that money. Ought to just say, look, I'm not interested, don't want it. And he may already have. I couldn't find anything where he had or he hadn't. But those are the two biggest races. So uh, one of the most important things that people need to understand, with Mueller releasing this today, now he says he didn't do it, but if he didn't, someone from his office did. Mm-hmm. They released these questions. And part of me doesn't understand why. Because the more the impeachment drums sound, the better off it's going to be for Republicans. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's been paying attention to politics this week, you will know that the Republicans have the high ground right now. They have the high ground in just about everything. And if they're wise, they'll they'll keep it. Um, I see Paul Ryan and McCarthy teaming up with Vice President Pence to really push some fundraising and, and try to lay the hammer down in these Senate races and some of the House races where they feel like they may be a little weak. Uh, Real Clear Politics moved the Tennessee Senate race to... Uh, likely Republican, uh, where they had had it leans Republican. They've now got it likely Republican, which, for those of you that don't follow real clear politics, um, they're pretty accurate. So if you get, they take combinations of polls and use data sets that I wouldn't have time to go through and look at without a computer. But they now have the House as a whole leaning Republican. And that's a plus from where it was a mere six weeks ago. Senate, uh, staying Republican, looks like they're going to pick up, uh, I believe my last prediction was pick up four, and so far it still seems to be holding in the House. I'm going to adjust my prediction of pick up six instead of pick up seven. All right. Any comments on those two topics before we move on? No. Okay. Next up, for those of you that uh, are watching, some states today are having elections. Our state is uh, one of those. And it's interesting to 
there has been for several months now on the ballot or, or talk about a mass transit system in Nashville. Nashville is the largest city population-wise. It overtook Memphis some years ago. And um, they were wanting to get mass transit. Now, I'm going to tell you that originally this was going to pass. And then what happened was the anti-people, anti-mass transit, decided it was time to put the, <laughs> let everybody know that, yeah, you can have mass transit, but you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And nobody really wants to vote themselves a tax. I think the only time people ever get taxed is when you flap about the schools and then you can get will tax and property tax and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but here we are, and it looks like I haven't seen the, the final numbers on it. I just but pulled up the recent um, results, and with 75% of reporting precincts, the vote is 69,635 against 39,587 for. Okay, so it's about it's about what I figured it would be. So about a 30-point spread. Mm-hmm. Well, I here's why I bring this up. Yes, we do in this country need to figure out a way to use less cars and deal with you know, find a way to not put as much smog, carbon dioxide, et cetera, et cetera, in the air, carbon monoxide. Uh, but trying to do it in a way that's going to be nothing but a big hole in the city is just not advantageous. Mm-hmm. And need to come up with better ways. In other words, instead of building a train, which they already have a train in Nashville, by the way, that's the one thing that nobody was talking about. But anyway, if this comes up in your area, my suggestion is to make them talk it all the way through and have a true solution and work it all the way through. This transit system wasn't, it was very poorly handled, and uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um Another race that people are watching very closely is a couple of mayor's races, and um, it looks like Crooked Bill Ketron will be the next mayor in Rutherford County. Um, that's sad, to be quite honest, but but not but not a surprise. Okay, so back on up to real topics, national topics. Uh, Mark, are you on here or are you at work? Where did you go to sleep? I think he said that he was supposed to work tonight. Okay. Well, I thought I heard him say it, but he's on here. So, All right. Well, any – okay, let me ask this before we before we get into –
is there is there any other political topics anybody wants to talk about before we move into talking about the power grid? Um, there was a report out I just read from the United Nations that Nikki Haley, lover, is taking names and all those countries that we give millions of dollars in aid to are going to be cut off unless they back us. I think it's great. I, I think they. I think people were were aware that that the Trump administration was going to do that uh, from the get go. Mm-hmm. And you know, we heard President Trump talk about, "Hey, you know, this country's going to pay for this. That country's going to pay for that." And, you know, we all wondered how it was going to be done. Well, one of the things that was talked about was that they would remove funding. So you divert the funding that we give to them. And uh, $10 billion a year. Move it to the, you know, $10 billion is a uh, a good start. On building that wall. Yeah, not only that, but let's take care of our homeless veterans. Well, you know, yeah, let's talk about that because I about I had almost forgotten about that. I saw one of the most despicable pictures I had seen ever when it comes to the VA. Okay, a veteran took a picture of a room he was being seen in. And this room was absolutely disgusting. There was trash everywhere. There was... It it was just awful. I've never seen the Veterans Administration do this. And if the president wants to have a lasting legacy, he needs to address this issue and address it in such a way that it is not, there's no doubt that our our veterans are top priority because our veterans are not getting enough money in in the system. The veterans are not, it's just, it's it's despicable. When our veterans have to sit, wait hours and hours and hours to receive treatment, we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And I have an absolute, uh, yeah, I've got a problem with that. Many of sometimes, you all heard me. Sometimes months and years they have yeah. to wait. Many of you all heard me mention here uh, locally, there was a, we had a court clerk, and for those of you that are outside here don't know what a court clerk is, or a county clerk, they handled tags, marriage licenses, et cetera, et cetera. And the gentleman that held the office prior to this, he was giving sexual favors for promotions and promising sex, or promising promotions for sex and blah, blah, blah. Well, he was forced to resign. The city settled uh, a million-dollar lawsuit with one of the ladies. 
Um, he was never found culpable. And so he ran for this office again. And <laughs> with about half of the precincts in, uh, Lori Bryant, who is the current court clerk, she replaced him and one of the ones that was instrumental in getting him out. Uh, 4665, so 4,665 votes. David Thompson, who is the guilty party, 665. And then there's a couple other people in the race that all have more than double and triple his numbers. So I was glad to see him get beat. He is a definite bot on our local politics. And there's no room. People listen. There's no room in politics for people like that. No woman should be taken advantage of because she's a woman. No man should be taken advantage of because he's a man. Men, you have a responsibility to keep your in your pants. And women, you have a responsibility to hold a quarter between your knees. Simple as that. Don't get your honey where you make your money. <laughs> now, I will, in, in full disclosure... I have not always lived by that rule. But I do preach that rule. So, um, now let's, let's one more political issue. The VA, by the way, have no idea who they're going to name for the VA. Uh, I had hoped it would be Colonel uh, West. Now, whether that'll be him or not, I don't know. But it would be good if it was. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So the teachers in Arizona, the teachers in Oklahoma, and I think New Mexico, the three states right in a row there. So for those of you that don't know, the teachers in Oklahoma went on strike. They got an astronomical raise, okay? The Republican governor there felt they needed raises. He got them raises, or she got them raises. Then they struck because they thought that five million extra dollars in the state budget to go to the classrooms was not enough. So they went on strike. New Mexico, they saw how well Oklahoma was rolling, so off they go. On strike. They wanted a whole litany of things and nearly a twenty five percent increase in pay. And they got some concessions, so now they're back in the classrooms. Now Arizona has been out since Monday. This is after, by the way, the governor has said, I will veto any bill that does not have a pay raise for the teachers in it. And he gave an arbitrary number of what he expected. Well, they are now picketing and protesting because they want classroom sizes to be 25 students. And they want more money for the classrooms. If I was the governor of the state of Arkansas, I would call the Arkansas Department of Education. I would instruct the education commissioner to get on the phone with each board of education person in every county in that state. And I would order them all fired. All of them fired. If a teacher walks out of a classroom on a student, you are to be fired. You want to protest. You want to change something. Do it during the summer when the kids are out of school. 
make your case. You have a responsibility and a job to do in that classroom. You sign the documents knowing what you were going to be paid. Get in the classroom and do your job. And that's the bottom line. You walk out of a classroom after you've been given a raise because you don't like your class sizes. Take that up with your school board. That's who handles it. You don't like the money that you're getting for your classroom. Take it up with your school board and your parents because that's where the money comes from. At the end of the day, it is absolutely ludicrous for these teachers in the middle of the school year to be uh, out there picketing. It's ignorant, and it sets a bad example to our students. It says to our students that if you don't like how your job does, you can just walk off and demand changes. Well, I promise you, any person ever works for me does that, they can keep right on walking because they're going to get a pink slip. I will pay you what you're worth and not one penny more. You do a good job, you make the company money, I give you money. Case of a teacher, they make money too. They create productive citizens that go out into the community and become a tax base and so on and so forth. Those teachers in Arizona should be fired. And any other state. I'm not just picking on Arizona. I can I can understand to a degree Oklahoma's situation because they had some other issues that they were dealing with that were safety issues, and they got them addressed quickly and got back to work. New Mexico should be fired. And seriously, folks, you can be supportive of teachers, and trust me, everybody knows how I feel about the public school system, but I have no problem with the teachers. As long as the teachers are qualified and do their job, I think they ought to be paid a good wage. Okay? I think they ought to be paid enough that they don't have to worry about having too many days at the end of their paycheck. And if I had to put up with 30 kids over and over and over for 180 to 200 days a year, the little sniveling brats, I probably would want more money too. So I do understand. (laughs) But there's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. And for parents out there, you're just as much as culpable for this as they are. Because if you were involved in the classrooms and you were involved in the child's life and you knew what was going day to day in the school system, wouldn't have this problem. Teachers wouldn't feel like they're overwhelmed and have no answers. Mm-hmm. They've become a daycare son. They have, unfortunately. But, again, you know, the argument can be made that in today's day and time, parents have to work. And so the state has created these school systems that we're forced to send the kids to. So what do you do? You're in a catch-22 because now your life has been completely rearranged. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not, I don't, you know, want to go 200 miles down this road today, but don't get me wrong. I do think it's a parent's responsibility to educate their children. I've said that a blue in the face. And I promise you I walk the walk with that. Okay? But I do understand where some parents it would put a hardship on them. If you've got a couple of parents working at McQuack's and they work at McQuack's during the day, you know, you've got to you you've got to have a good plan in place. This is my thing. Always have a plan and work out the kinks. 
Yeah, I know you were probably raised this way. I was raised this way. We came home. We had to do our homework before we did anything else. Of course, we didn't have iPads. We didn't have iPhones. You know, we didn't have any of the tech stuff, and we didn't have McDonald's either. So, I mean, we were forced to do our homework, and we were forced to learn. You know, oh. and our parents made sure that we did learn. So well, I'm gonna you know, I'm I'm gonna give you a little secret about that. They did a comprehensive study studying 13 different classes. So, in other words, 13 years in a row, they studied classes coming up, and they did. Uh, where they gave X number of students homework every night, X number of students homework, you know, once or twice a week, and then X number of students got no homework. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there is no correlation to homework improving test scores, improving SAT scores, improving mm-hmm. college entrance? None. There was no correlation found between homework and higher scoring and data retention. Uh-oh. And all 13 studies come out the same. So I'm not, you know, I've never been a huge fan of homework. Yeah, I had my, I had boatloads of it when I had to do it. Oh, yeah, and I didn't like it. You, you did do it, or at least you mm-hmm. pretended you did it and made sure you had yeah. it done before you got off the bus the next morning. But uh, yeah. my dad's at work. He wouldn't hear me say that. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, at the at the end of the day, on a serious note, though, uh, you know, technology is good for education, but technology is bad for education. It's a proven fact that people that can write in cursive tend to be smarter and tend to retain more. I was absolutely livid when I found out that my oldest was not being taught cursive. Don't know why I was living at the time. I do now. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Well, they said because they don't need it. And in truth, they don't. Mm-hmm. So as you move forward, you do lose some things. And, and cursive is important. And I hate to see that we're losing it. Um, but anyway. All right, so the power grid. If any of you all recall back in 9-11, if you lived near a dam, if you lived near a dam, if you lived near a huge uh, power station, you will know that the military deployed people at these structures. Okay. Now, the reason being is because these structures are part of our power grid. The two main grids are in the northeast, or excuse me, in the mid-north, uh, Illinois, that area. And the second part of the power grid that is functional and produces power to almost half the United States is a little bitty thing called TVA. Tennessee Valley Authority. And if any of you lived in the southern states and where there are multiple dams and multiple stations dealing with the TVA system, you would have thought you were in an armed camp for weeks after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
uh, because it, it was awful. I mean, you could not go to a lot of these parks um, because the military had them DMZs. And why is that? Because the United States' biggest vulnerability is our power grid. Mm-hmm. And we stand um, we stand in issue with uh, an EMP attack. If we are hit with an electromagnetic pulse attack, there is no, I mean, the government's probably got a backup plan, but we don't. I mean, John Q. people don't, and I promise you that we will not have power. They will do what's called a rolling blackout. Mm-hmm. And John Q. Citizen is in trouble. One of the biggest vulnerabilities is a cyber attack. I know this is hard to believe, but our entire power grid is electronic. All of it. Now, the substations, the power lines themselves, they're not. But the brains of the operation, both in the southeast and the and the midwest, is definitely power. And it's subject to cyber attacks. As a matter of fact, the Russians and the North Koreans have been trying for years. They've been uh, putting, you know, uh, basically sending out signals trying to grab our, see where our weaknesses are in our power grids. They know we know they're doing it. We know they know that we know they're doing it. The question is how to be how to be prepared. Okay, so if it's a cyber attack, it can be a matter of hours or days before the system's up. Always make sure you've got a good supply of water, working batteries. We have someone that probably could give you a sale on them. Um, make sure that you've got, uh, you want to do a, a pack of water. So if you're doing bottles of water, 40 bottles of the 16.9 ounces uh, for every three days for every person. Okay, make sure you've got non-perishable food that you don't necessarily have to heat up. For those of us in the South, we like canned ravioli. Uh, But being serious, you need to prepare for this kind of stuff because our power grid is the weakest. North Korea could send out an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, and we don't know how long the power grid would be down because there's never been an EMP attack against our grid. And again, this is something that nobody's talking about and nobody's prepared for. Mm-hmm. As an electronic electronic magnetic pulse will shut down not only our power grid, but it will shut down cell towers. It will shut down uh, phone systems. And we're talking not just cell phones, we're talking landlines. So, for those of you that 
that think this is not a reality. It is every day. When I was researching this and reading this up, and, and Mark had sent some stuff over too, it absolutely blew my mind how unguarded and just out in the open our structures are. So I went looking around here at our substations and the 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 power stations here. Nothing. You could hop a fence and do whatever in no time. Now think if that's a coordinated attack. Which by the way, that's the third. There are three main threats to our, our power grid. The first cyber attack, second EMP Third one, internal, domestic, terrorism. How many people are truly prepared for something like that? I know I'm not right now. Now, for those of you that would need a drink, i got plenty of drinks in my trunk. But I'm looking out for me and mine first. And if you need a bottle of water, I'll sell it to you. 1995. Mm-hmm. Oh, but wait, there's more. I will even include a second bottle, Simply Pay Processing of 1995. So you can have two bottles of water during an EMP attack for the low, low price of 39.90. But seriously, the government has released studies and surveys that the Corps of Engineers determined in 2007 that our power grid needs to be upgraded and updated. We have one of the most outdated power grids in all of the world. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder why we still nation build, huh? When we should probably yep. be building our own. If a power grid goes down, think of all of the generators people have. Then that's going to create what? A fuel shortage. That's what do you need to move. You need fuel, electronics. You need, again, all these systems. Cars, trucks, EMP attack wipes it all out. Not just the power grid. Scrambles all the computers. OnStar, guess what? Scrambles it. A solar flare can scramble our system. So, anyway, just kind of a a quick synopsis on the power grid got into the political stuff earlier and kind of wanted to continue with that. By the way, if anybody's got a topic that they want us to research and talk about in depth, they can. Um, There are a couple of topics that we are going to hit over the summer. We're not going to hit right now. Um, We're going to go in depth about the Washington cartel, and we're going to trace it back to its beginning. Um, Some names will be omitted Uh, In the current Washington cartel, uh, we will also um, go in and talk about some of the deep state. We've tried to get a couple of people to come on 
and talk about the deep state, but their schedules and our schedules just haven't worked. Um, so we're going to use some of the information that they've provided and just basically create our own show that we can you know, discuss that internally. And then if we can bring them on to go in-depth at a later time, then we'll be glad to do so. One of the things that we find, though, when we bring our guests on is that they'll they'll go into a lot of generals and don't really want to answer some specifics. Uh, you know, we brought the pro convention of states guy on, and we mm-hmm. couldn't get we tried to get some specifics out of him, couldn't, and it just wasn't. You know, so yeah, we try to get we try to get some new people in and see what we can do. All right, here's the part of the show where we're going to call it the ragtag free for all. Any topic you want to discuss, anything you want to talk about, it's on you. Okay. Well. I find I was telling you earlier about how you know everybody knows that um, Conway West has come out heavily supporting President Trump, and I read something today that the Crips, who are a well-known gang in California, have put out a hit on Kanye. I know that I know that Snoop called for one. I hadn't heard that they yeah. put one out. Yeah, Snoop and his cousin. So um, I hope he's got some bodyguards. Well, I, obviously he does, but whether that's actually whether that turns out to be anything worth. So it's not only on Kanye, but the Kardashians as well. Because so, I know Chris Jenner is a, a conservative. So. so are you telling me that the Crips are now officially keeping up with the Kardashians? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I find that kind of funny, to be honest. I'm not sure that they watch E! Network, but, you know. Did you see a bunch of Crips sitting out in their little clubhouse, oh, kicked back, watching the E! channel? Oh, God. <laughs> wow. All right, anybody got anything else? All right, I'm going to assume no. This is... This is going to be one of the first shows that we've finished either on time or early. Wow. I know. Wow. All right. Well, we'd like to thank everybody. Do you want the current 90% in? And we're still ahead uh, 75,304 against 42,591 for. Yeah, it's not going to change. Nobody wants to pay all those taxes. And that, by the way, make no mistake, that's the only reason it got beat. But hang on, let me stop the recording. We'll talk about that. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in this evening. 
And on behalf of the RTP Board of Directors, I'd like to say thank you all for tuning in. If you've got any questions or comments, admin at ragtagpatriots.com, admin at ragtagpatriots.com. Keep it simple. Keep it clean. We're alive and mean. Until next time, this is Fabian saying have a good night, everybody. <laughs>